Welcome to a very special edition and episode of Pendejo Time. Uh, we have a, a very good special guest, Mr. Felix Biederman. Thank you for joining us, Felix. Uh, am I? Am I alone here? Oh, there, there we are. Hey, everybody. Yeah, there we did are. you cut out? Yeah, he oh, was hallucinating I? us. Uh, yeah, I was hallucinating that I had friends for a moment and people online I knew. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to our first solo episode where it's just you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just me. This is going to rock. Uh, well, yeah, I want to thank Felix for joining us. Um, this, is a, this is the first one I've done in the light in the daytime with Thomas, and it's, I'm having to look at him in the light, and it's just not it's Yeah, not good. well, you're getting the full view on my, uh, my my hairline here. which It looks pretty good, man. Well, it's the thing is, the way I have this ponytail set up, it looks like it's only receding on one side when it's, in fact, <laughs> receding on both. <laughs> anyway, Very thanks good. for joining us, Felix. Uh, for our, my pleasure, our, our last episode here. <clears throat> you say that every episode we do, and so well, when you're gonna, <laughs> you know, maybe if I'm right, it'll be you know how like Biggie made like every song about him dying or something, and eventually he did. So it was sort of you're gonna cry wolf, and one day you're gonna be like, dude, I fucking hate you, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday, man. And you're gonna be like, no, I want you to die. I hope you die. And I'll be like, yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday. See, I thought about that whenever you took me to that wing place, and then they put poison into the wings. You liked, okay, you liked the wings. You said they were good. They tasted good, but guess what? You know, they got all types of poison nowadays, and some of it, <laughs> as it turns out, tastes uh, like spicy Thai chili. You know that, like, antifreeze just tastes like soda? Propylene, like, <laughs> the, yeah, the... That uh, they put it in vape juice, I think, or something, or just. I hope not. It's like <laughs> it like kills you. It's like kills you. Maybe it's fine if you vape it. It's one of those chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I, it's like brake cleaner kind of. Yeah. The the place where I go to get my juice from, they're like, yeah, this one's only seventy percent or fifty percent propylene glycol, and I was like, isn't that what's in uh, antifreeze? And the guy was like, yeah, but it's different. And I was like, how? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, I was like, very cool. So I vaped this 24. I, I wake up at night with a headache because I slept good and I I got nicotine withdrawal and then I, I hit it to go back to sleep. So I hope my, it's good for me. My favorite thing to do is uh, like when I wake up and I'm just like drinking coffee, like kind of dehydrated and I take like three huge hits off the vape and then it just <laughs> let and stand up too fast and it's like amazing free high for like yeah it, it's, 12 seconds and yeah. it's like then i'm ready to start my day do you like thinking i'm gonna die for like a split second and then it's like oh, i'm fine now i, I did i did that once and like fell down he <laughs> was, was like what the fuck are you okay i'm like no i do that every morning <laughs> <laughs> You're like no, this is just this is just normal stuff for the old Felix. <laughs> this is just I it the it's the feeling I can the closest thing I equate it to is like the first time I stole one of my mom's Marlboro Ultralights in like 2007, and like, yeah, just like just you know dra- just you're like I'm smoking now, I'm cool, I'm rocking, and then you like you get like a nicotine high for the first time, and you're like, oh brother, and then it never ha- it happens for me once a year now since then I've been chasing that dragon. But well, that, that's just... that's why I thought people smoked. I was like, oh, they're getting high. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I remember thinking like, oh, dude, if it's the red ones from the movies, those are probably get you the most fucked up. And then what my dad's my dad smokes probably gets him fucked up because he's fucked up all the time. It's like, oh no, it's just other stuff. But yeah, no, Marlboro Lights are were like my go-to forever, and then they became like the quintessential trailer trash cigarette. So I was like, ah, maybe I'll become a camel. Now, now you're too high class for that. Yeah, that's why I have a vapor your balls and dances to go to. You don't want to see some lower class charlatan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We thought like Marlboros were cool, like in Chicago, because it was like, yeah, that's like a redneck thing, and you were like, you were a hipster if you smoked camels. Really, I, I eventually moved on to camels. I was like, I think I was the only white guy in the country. Uh, after 1978, who ever smoked cools? Though I did smoke cools for like a few months. I tried I those cool XLs. They, they were they were awful. Uh, they, they're very harsh. They're, they're like not quite like Paul Malls. They're a little bit easier than Paul Malls. I but they're dude, dude, the, in the Paul, same league for sure. Paul Malls were like if I had like four dollars and seventy eight cents in my checking account, and that was exactly what a pack of Paul Mall Reds cost. I wouldn't like go buy like some vegetables or rice or beans to make food for the week i would just go buy the pack of palm balls like when i was dead fucking broke working at the bar and i just like blew through all my money and my friends like you know you have like when you're at a bar and no one wants to bum a cigarette off you like it's cool but also like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing like you you've hit rock bottom and you're like yeah man i got a cigarette and they're like hey is that a palm ball are you in like are you in world war like <laughs> some vietnam type situation here yeah, that like Pall Malls are like an Alcatraz cigarette. <laughs> did you ever? Did you guys ever? Like, I know. I think they still have them. Actually, remember like the pink camels that like were yeah, made number specifically. Nines. Yeah, they're like specifically for children. That's what yeah. got me started. Yeah, I had one of those, and it was like we, everybody that I like rode skateboards with, like because Bam and him were big, so the pink and black color scheme was like cool for guys or whatever. And a lot of people just smoked that at the skate park because it was like, I don't know, like a, like an easy way to like like uh, be cool. Like you were already yeah. smoking, but it was like that was like, oh, you're smoking the pink and black brand, dope. Yeah, how old are you? Twelve? Absolutely. Yeah, you rock. Those were, were like, yeah. Were they like flavored differently, or was it just? Uh, yeah, it's just like lighter. Yay. This weird, like it. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, you know what? They I have can't candy remember in there. That'd be nice. <laughs> There, no. it, was, it was like a little there was like kind of like a a little bit of a sweet taste to it yeah and it was way lighter yeah. it was like definitely for children yeah but for, yeah like underage like like you know like trailer trash bartard girls like you just, yeah xanax addicted 18 uh, 16 year olds yeah there was this like really hot girl in our class who like i think like maybe did like me and it was just like stupid yeah. I, like, thought that any time, like, a girl like me, it was, like, uh, they're going to plot. It's a way for them to plot against me to make fun <laughs> of me somehow. <laughs> like, yeah, I was, yeah. Like, hey, check out this loser I fucked. But, <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't, like, fuck anyone in high school because I kept thinking that would happen. You were being but, fucking plotted Operation Valkyrie by fucking yeah. cool girls. Yeah. Well, she was, like, yeah. I, yeah. She, like, was dating some, like, you know. I uh, some guy who is like twenty in his twenties. Classic <laughs> like, stuff. You don't like process it at the time, but you're yeah. like, oh, that guy's like a pedophile. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's like, yeah, she was like kind of like 
hipstery and i remember like she smoked number nines and to impress her i basically started I basically, yeah i would like <laughs> nice i would like it's such an honorable like, for... thing to do yeah yeah and i just like also like was afraid to talk to her kind of yeah but was doing <laughs> like when you have like no money you're spending like half the money you have on yeah. fucking pink cigarettes yeah <laughs> <laughs> How many de- how many decisions and personality choices have been made in pursuit of pussy? I'm gonna go and say 97. percent Yeah, uh, and like, the th- the thing that girls actually like is when you like don't care about anything. <laughs> you like don't give. Yeah, a that's shit. that's why yeah. me and all my friends are nihilists. Is because it's like we just pull it in. You know, it's yeah. like we can't even. We don't even care Tom, that we are. But Thomas you know. showed me his little black book. It was like pickup lines, and they were all quotes from the gay science from Nietzsche. Yeah, but they still work, so it's not even like that big of a deal. Like if it, yeah, you, know. you should do pickup artist stuff, but like as a edgy like nihilist guy, like become a YouTuber. Yeah, like, I could, but I just don't even care enough to do that. It's so like, <laughs> so crazy. I am. That uh, did um, so you said like the uh, so parliaments were like the hipster cigarette when I like all my throughout Austin, like living in Austin, like yeah, and it was also popular among cokeheads for like the. Oh, yeah, you could put it in the little recessed filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, whenever you, like, I remember when I first moved there at, like, 18 and I was doing stand-up, I met, like, a 33-year-old lifer at this bar who was doing the open mic at the bar he worked at that I was doing, and he had he had parliaments and put them in a bag of blow and did a bump out the filter. And in that moment, I was like, this is the coolest guy. He's living <laughs> the dream, dude. He's a fucking comic. He does cocaine out of his cigarettes. And then, like, two or three years later, I was like, that guy probably is dead, like, right now. Like, there's no way he's still alive. Those guys... Go ahead. Sometimes, like, those guys have a way of holding on. It's, like, incredible. I have so many people who I'm like, yeah, that guy's fucking dead. And they're like, yeah, posting their, like, new dogs and shit. (laughs) Like, they're not planning to die for another ten years. I, I don't know Blake Midget from Page 99, but I'm a big Page 99 fan, and I've heard a lot of lore about him uh, like through ve- through a number of different podcasts and people I know in New York. And when I found out he was like, like – I'm a big fan of the band, and when I found out like those worlds collided and he's still alive, I was like, that is absurd. That's crazy. But it was one of those guys that like you just assume like – yeah, I mean, you know, I knew a couple guys in big bands and when I was in Austin too, and then like they're either dead or they're like – they sell like computers to the government now. There's no in between. But some guys just hang on and get yeah. dogs and like rent houses until they're dead. Yeah, I only know the Blake stuff from Come Town, but like that's like if they were like I would pay a fifty thousand dollar tier for only <laughs> things about like regional comedians and shit. Yeah, who yeah, have just fucked like, up lives. Like like backstories on like different guys that, that they met or like that like because whenever like one of them, or I guess it's like Nick talks about like uh, like a story about a guy from Austin that like you know dr- wore leather jackets and did just Bill Burr bits and he was autistic. I'm like, man, I think I saw that guy. <laughs> like this is tickling a part of my brain where it's like, am I am I part of some secret puzzle? And it's just no, it's just you know prodromal schizophrenia. But uh, yeah, that would be a, a special tier for sure. Um, the wild. The, the, the wild ramblings of, like, DC comics. Yeah, no, oh. like, the, I, like, the Baltimore freaks in particular 
were my favorite. But yeah, no, I just like, I guess if there was a newspaper where it was like <laughs> compiled stories across the country and it's like, here's this guy's weirdest coworker. Here's like a fucked yeah, up local yeah. comedian. He just sorted, sorted, but like not that sort, not like someone's kid died or something. Yeah. But like, yeah, a guy like. A guy made a physical mixtape for a girl thirty years younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that. I would, yeah, uh, I would the, only subscribe to that newspaper. Like Harmony Corinne sub like side characters. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. Like I, dude, I so like I, I lived in a trailer park for a little bit, like when I was a kid, and there was a guy who like so in, the Marshall, no, not Marshall Mathers. What was the other one? The Eminem, Eminem show had just dropped. And every kid in the trailer park was wearing the white big T-shirt and had bleached their hair like shittily blonde. And, like, <laughs> our pool in the trailer park was always, like, piss green because construction workers would, like, get off from the refineries with their fucking, like, you know, like, roasty-ass, like, uh, back tattoo wives and go and just drink Coors Light on it and just piss for hours and hours. And so I, as a six-year-old kid, would hang out on the slide next to it, and all the other kids aged range from, like, ten to like 25 would just rap to like like beats that they had on like a cd that would skip that they had hooked up to like a shitty computer speaker and they would be like yeah i'm gonna make it out of, we're, we're getting out of here and i was like it wasn't until i was older i was like this is like a way less cooler than like bedsty projects type situation like, you know? <laughs> this is like, like, it, like i was like I, like you're sitting there and it's like yeah fuck my mom and my dad too and fuck everybody and i uh, fuck you and i and i'm like wow man i got a talented group of boys here <laughs> 2001 right before 9 11 at a trailer park in houston texas and then like you know you're watching documentaries about like yeah bedsty and yonkers and you're like man Whatever I was going through was like the fucking Dollar General version of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it was not even fucking close at all. That's like I wish I could go back to that like that age where it's just like anyone who raps you instantly think they're good. Like if they rap rap for you in person, you're like amazed. Yeah, yeah. Well, just the it's the cur like when I first like so I first moved to Austin, like I thought any guy at an open mic at a fucking Buffalo Wild Wings was like the funniest guy because i'd only seen comics on tv so like a guy goes up and he's like yeah my kids suck and i'm gonna die soon and i was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know like i'm going nuts and then until i was doing it for like you know like you what you see good comics and now the same thing with music you play like music with good bands and you're like oh yeah you're just enamored with the idea of somebody doing something you know? yeah no yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. that's kind of what me and thomas are doing with this podcast you know we're not it's just we're just doing something you know, we're we're kind of we're just getting something done. We, it doesn't necessarily have to be. You know, we're we're like a kind of a cover band almost. You know, yeah. Sometimes sometimes you just have to do a task. Yeah, that's the only way you can advance to the next area is by doing a task. Yeah, we're just doing side I, quests right now. Are you doing a side quest, Thomas? Yeah, I uh, I actually just did a diagnosis on my wrist. Um, a couple minutes ago because it, I bent it weird um, flexing my forearm <laughs> and uh, I nearly broke it I decided that's what I'm going to be telling people for a couple weeks I had a near break in my wrist because I bent it weird well how did you like how did you break it 
Or, um, I mean, like, what direction did it go in? Uh, down. <laughs> I'm like trying to. I'm trying to see how it would go. I don't know. I have like I've really I've really thin wrists, but I've never I've never had a problem with them. I had someone yell at me like a not physically, but they were like message requesting me, like yelling at me for having thin wrists. And I was like, I didn't respond, but I was just like, I looked at my wrists and I was like, I think this is like the normal size for them to be. Not even. Not huge, just... I, you want me to get on HGH or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. <clears throat> there's a, a guy that I train with at the gym I've been at, like, for almost a year now, and he's, like, a really good, uh, like, a, he's, like, he's a really good jiu-jitsu guy. And so he has, like, uh, the reverse of what I, you, of, like, the cliche, like, uh, like, leg day, like, that guy skips leg day. He's, like, no upper body... And it's just all horse haunches, and it's the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm used to seeing the distinct opposite, but, or the usual, like, the usual opposite, but, like, I, I'm, like, training with the guy, and I'm, like, man, you gotta, like, do some, like, you don't see shit like this. He doesn't look, he looks like a fucking Charlie Brown character. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Yeah, like, I, well, I was thinking about that today. Like, when I was in Spain, like, every woman was like a centaur and i don't know why like they had huge asses and legs and just like normal like range of weights for upper body yeah Yeah. it was like i don't know if that's because like no one in that country like has a job and they just walk everywhere i don't know i couldn't figure it out i i don't know i was in europe and then i the only thing i noticed about uh french girls was is that the hairy leg thing was not true because you grow like in the state especially in texas is everybody in europe has some freakish problem that is disgusting maybe it's true i don't know turns out they're just european and that's the main yeah yeah (laughs) they nobody really i don't know it what i found so i was in paris and everybody there's rude like the way some new yorkers are rude but in the countryside they're really nice but like the city just stinks like, way worse than any city I've ever been in. Paris is just, just stinks like shit. And, uh, I don't know why. Probably because, uh, you know. Thomas knows. You want to share why you... I know why. <laughs> you want to share why? <laughs> yeah, they need to clean up those streets is what they need. Yeah, yeah. Is... I'm trying to... Uh, Thomas joined the Marine Le Pen, uh, French movement, whatever the fucker thing's called. Yeah. It's like Newsies over there. With a bunch of guys in their 30s. Yeah, no, it's. They need a precinct captain in Texas. <laughs> yeah. I, uh. It's funny to go to, like, like having been all over the. Like, it's. Like, people always joke about how it's, like, four different states in one. And I guess to some extent it is, but, like, where I'm from on the, like, the Gulf Coast area, like, you don't say. It's far, it's, it's far enough from Houston to where you shouldn't say you're from there. But, like, no one knows what, like, Pasadena, Texas is. It's just refineries for, like, 25 miles and then, like, contaminated waterways. So I'm just like, yeah, I guess I live, like, in Houston. I guess That's what I've been telling people, like, forever. But I don't and never have. It's just, like, a shithole on the outside area of it. <clears throat> yeah, it's like I, I I've always tell people I'm from Dallas if they're not from Texas. And I, I live, like, an hour and a half from Dallas. 
<laughs> well, isn't that the th- isn't that the thing with Dallas anyway? It's like a, a just like a ton of suburbs. It's like a conglomerate. Like, I mean, it's I mean because it is a metroplex, but like, say like uh, I'm on the sort of the west side, I guess. Um, I'm like west of Fort Worth, and so there's people who I could say I live in the metroplex, even though I'm kind of on the very outskirts. But on the other side, which is like Louisville and like Colleyville, it's like it's like an hour and forty five minutes away from me. That's yeah. Well, I mean, it's I don't know when when people are like, hey, uh, are you coming through Dallas? Let's hang out. Like legit friends of mine, not Twitter people, who do say stuff like, hey, if you ever th- in Frog Balls, Arizona, like I would love to have a soda with you or something. But like people I went to college with that moved to Dallas. They're like, have you ever coming through here? And I'm like, yeah, I come through one part to visit a, like a family friend, and I'm not gonna drive an hour and a half to like wherever the fuck you're at to like have a beer and be like, do you remember that time we got so drunk and then we went to jail? Yeah, all right, cool, all right, bye. Yeah, I, I had, <laughs> I'll have people be like, hey, I'm in Houston. I know you're somewhere else, but like, if you want to grab lunch or something, and I'm like. Yeah, I can grab lunch if I leave at like three in the morning, <laughs> like that, and then I'll drive back. Yeah, yeah I'm like, no, it's I, I don't see a point in that. I, 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 people, I don't know if it's just like normal internet insanity or if it's just like people haven't maybe left the area of Texas. But I've gotten a couple replies and like a couple like D, like just DMs of like, dude, if you're ever in like you know. Like San Antonio, but like an hour north of there, I live there in a cabin. <laughs> and uh, I really like, I love the podcast and I love your band. And uh, I'll, you know, like if if you could let me like skin you like really like a lot, um, that would mean a lot to me because I haven't been doing great because I'm DMing you at 448 on, in the morning on a Tuesday. Uh, and I was wondering if we could be best friends. Anyways, I'll I see in- you, man. I invented a test for that. You guys need this now, but I invented <laughs> I invented okay. a, an accepting DMs request. This is like this is from five years of experience. Okay, so if the person DMing you there are pictures of them with other people, um, you're probably free to accept. They're not gonna like send you. It's not gonna be like, hey, you talked about it on this episode, and my old professor, uh, like, uh was in this war okay (laughs) uh or like something you know incredible and beautiful yeah Uh, but if it's just them or like no pictures of them just like you know shitty memes or whatever do not accept from that person because they'll like send you like four paragraphs and then they'll be like by the way i'm thinking about killing myself next week uh (laughs) Can you like there's some reasons I like shouldn't? And you're like, well, d- guess I'm doing this now. Yeah, I people um so the um there was a guy one time so that my my dad's screenshot that that people just keep retweeting over and over again where he posted a screenshot. Well, he sent me a screenshot of me listening to Gwen Stefani and he had a message from a group he's in on Facebook called Ray Ray's Big Fake Tits Group. Um, and I, and I posted it and people keep, uh, people keep like, um, you know, they would, they said, DM me say, oh, it's funny. But there was one time a guy really late at night. It was like on a week, weekend night. I was watching UFC fighter. I remember he's like, Hey, how do I get in? No context. 
And I was like, um, and I accepted it because I was kind of drunk too. And I was like, fuck it. I, I feel like having a good time. Whatever's going on, I'm, I'm down. I'm going to go clown with this dude. Whatever he's got going on, I'm in. And he was like, how do I get into the fucking group, dude? You know what I'm talking about. And I was like, what group, dude? Like, I thought he was talking about a group <laughs> chat like or a group DM. And he was like, if you keep fucking with me, you're going to regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like i was like playboy i am at a loss for words but I, you know i was fucking with him i was like all right man like i know what you're talking about but you you've passed the first day like i'm fucking with and he's like i want into ray ray's big fake tits group i want into the fake tits group mess because it's a message group where my dad and all of his construction buddies just send each other like pictures of big fake tits that's what the group is and that's the group he wanted access to i ended up finding out and I was like, oh, I'm not in that group. That's my dad. And he was like, call your dad. <laughs> and, 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 like, part of me was like, if this guy's joking, it's this is an immediate follow. Like, without question. But, like, like I was scrolling through his Twitter feed as they, we were having this conversation, and it was clear he was in a cr- moment of crisis. Like, he was, like, like, all of them were videos of him, like, shotgunning beers at, like, 8 in the morning. Like, he had just gotten laid off. And I was like, oh. I'm going to follow you to see how this ends, but <laughs> I can't get you into the secret group my dad runs for big fake tits. <laughs> I like, I wish, I have a lot of like insane people now who like bother me. And it's like, I wish they were like that, where it's just like a linear path of insanity, where it's like, yeah, they had one bad break in their life and they're just like drunk and mad at you. Yeah, yeah. Now I just get like targeted individuals and shit now, and it's like depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's like, it's like, yeah, just like the, like, they like indescribable, like they, they like describe like indescribably complex and like weird and pointless plots like there was one today where they were like there's like some like some woman who writes like pro gamergate articles in like 2021 i don't know and they were like she the this person kept like (coughs) saying that i was conspiring to have her injured and saying that we uh me and a group of people left clues in a tom and jerry cartoon (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like it was like well i like can't do anything with this i would like feel bad yeah but like i just get so many of those now yeah <laughs> like, i mean like... so many fucking targeted individuals there is what yeah no just like very sordid stuff well and it's before rel- quarantine too yeah it's like because it, it's a relatively new phenomenon for me i uh i know there was one guy who was dead convinced like he had tried like and I, granted, again, I did kind of fuck with this guy. I hope he's okay. But, like, he was convinced I was, like, a CIA asset just because I went from, like, 3,000 followers to 10,000 over the course of, like, seven months. He was, like, he was, like, you, he was, like, I know I know what you're up to. Like, it was late at night, clearly drunk guy. And I was, like, up to what? And he was, like, kept calling me glowy and stuff. <laughs> and I was, like, uh, man, um, do you think I'm in the CIA? And he was, like, I don't think, dude. And I was like, oh, man, all right, this is really good. So I kind of, like, fucked with him a bit. But then I realized, like, again, you scroll through the actual Twitter feed and you're like, Am, is me teasing this guy going to contribute to some snap? Like, I am not in the CIA. No, I, got, I, I, would, I, I would probably join the CIA if they paid me, like, 50 grand. I'd, oh I'd, yeah, it wouldn't I'd, even have to be that. Yeah, I would. I would be a janitor for the CIA, no question. 
<laughs> I would love to just like mop the floors at the. Are they at the Pentagon or do they? I guess they're all over. Langley, uh, I think. Yeah, no, the farm no. they call it. That's the Chinese for- CIA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would that, like to. I would like to be the Lloyd to the Ari of the CIA. The, the. Uh, I I always have like a mental image of like somebody's got to keep like, Site Four Bob Lazar area of Area Fifty. Not the fucking where they test the airplanes, but like, someone's got to keep that fucker clean. And it's not any fucking Mormon from the CIA or any fucking like Tier One guy. It's probably a cleaning service. So like, do they have like? Do they blindfold them? Do they put blinders on them? Like it's just, you know, it's just this one black dude named Miles, and he only speaks in, like, parables. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's just, he just trying to get, like, the code to some place, and he's telling you a story about how he, like, used to work on a ranch. And uh, he was the... it led him to his, you know, his perspective. And you're just, you've got, like, a gun to his head. And he's like, now, son, I could... Could tell you a lot of things about you know where you could be and all that. I was the bass player. Well, the touring actually, I was a roadie for Soul for Soul Train. And uh, for the you probably, a roadie you probably, for Soul Train. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's a TV show. Yeah, you probably, I was a ticket taker on the Soul Train. <laughs> I used to be. Wonder, I used to be the pilot on the Soul Plane and. Uh, <laughs> probably wondering how i got here at area 51 well that's a story and you're like i just need the the alien murder room clean i don't really need you i'm gonna try and break into the fort worth comedy scene and tell people i'm a roadie for jim gaffigan be like yeah i actually (laughs) you like spit on his microphone (laughs) yeah i have to I, i have to just show him different pieces of food for him to write comedy on before he there was an open mic here uh, that was at a place called Mr. Tramps in Austin, and uh, it was a fun mic to do. A lot of times, just because like if you were, if you did the mic more than twice, the bartender that ran the joint would just let you like run a tab up, and he'd be like, "Ah, you're good. It's okay." I was like an old guy, uh, but anyway, I love to go there. Not even to go up and do time, but I would love to go there because there was a lady that would come to that mic every Wednesday, and she would burn the light. Then he, they would let her burn the light, like, by, like, eight or nine minutes. And it would be, like, she was probably, like, late 30s, early 40s. And she was, like, yeah, so I think about killing my kids, like, all the time. And I think about killing my husband, too. And everybody would just be silent. And I would be sitting next to the guy holding the flashlight. And I was, like, hey, and she's, like, two minutes past. I was, like, hey, are you going to? He's like, no, we're going to let her go tonight, dude. <laughs> like, we're going to let her just, just see how far she gets. And it would be like, uh, like she was talking. She basically would would admit to thinking about doing Casey Anthony stuff, twenty four seven. I grew up with that guy. It was a girl. Different guy then. It's <laughs> <laughs> <just> like <laughs> it was like funny for me, I, like being like like younger at the time, and I like just moved here to like. I just didn't know what I was getting myself into. And then like I had in my mind, like I'd only seen like, you only see shit on HBO. You see successful people. I didn't realize, even though I'd played in a couple bands at the time, like how like desperate any creative endeavor can get, especially something like stand up. you know, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Like 
the pe- a lot of people that are doing it are just like on the verge of just like suicide bombing some suburb like <laughs> like in the <laughs> south south Austin somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> that would be funnier than a lot of the material I've seen. You know, if you wore like a like a like a <clears throat> bomb vest. Yeah. See, I got kind of a twisted sense of humor. <laughs> okay. Nice. Uh, Even if it was a I've fake one, but on. it looked real, that would be good. What you guys should do, Felix, is you guys should do an episode of Chapo where you all have Simtex vests on, and they're and the, and it's set for exactly one hour and one second. And you guys, there's no clocks in the room. You just have to feel it. I would have loved to have done that in London for real. <laughs> <laughs> was London a shithole? I hated it. It's the um, worst place I've ever been, and it was like, in my opinion. The- worst like live episode we've ever done is it is it just because the city's expensive or is it like because i've heard it's expensive but i didn't like is it just a shitty place to be i mean like it is expensive but it's just a shitty place to be like everyone's disgusting and in a bad mood all the time and like no they're just miserable fucking people they're just like the most miserable people on earth and the only reason the only thing they have to keep going is like abusing polish people (laughs) <laughs> it was the shittiest fucking place I've ever been. It was like everything bad about New York, but just made worse. Okay. I like I fucking hated it. I hated the audience there. <laughs> I hated like everything there. W- was it like a big sold out show? There was like a big audience. It was big. We had to do two shows, but oh, it was nice. like just like were... the coldest audience I've ever seen in my oh, life. Okay, where was this? Uh, London. Oh, Jake, that's in England. That's true. <laughs> I, but no, uh, it, w- it was like Manchester was great. Scotland was great. But like London was like we were all in a bad mood, too. We were all all like very mad at each other when we were in London. <laughs> like Not like not like anything deep. Just like everyone was annoyed all the time. It was just a bad. Feeling. You just entered this like you just crossed the semi permeable membrane where you became british in your like your temperament like you just yeah yeah like an embittered jaded like miserable cocksucker for no reason at all yeah that's exactly how it felt like my my fuse was like way shorter but like the thing that happens with the fuse is just saying like some small shitty thing yeah instead of having like a big cool freak out like people respect yeah (laughs) like like an american style freak. yeah Yeah. you're just like oh great (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) No, like, rage tears. Yeah. None guess of everybody's mad at me now. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. I would have loved to have done the suicide vest gag at that show. I, uh, Thomas, I think if we keep at this, maybe we can tour, like, uh, like, Texas Tech. We can go to Lubbock. <laughs> or we can, <laughs> That'll like, be, we could... yeah, <laughs> that'll be a fun drive. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Uh, I don't Felix, know. have you been in the panhandle before? I've never been to Texas. That's why. Never, not even to like Austin or Houston. No, never. That's crazy. I've never been. I like. It will stay I, up. I think. Like I want to. I want to go. Like just because it's like it's like the one place. In <laughs> I it's the only place in America I haven't been, and it's like. I guess we like it is funny that we've never we've done literally the everywhere. Except for this, any anywhere in the South. Uh, I was wondering and if you've been to like I, Little Rock, but not Houston. That would, that would be pretty funny. I like drove through Little Rock, but like <laughs> our sold out I, Tulsa show. 
Yeah. yeah. I think it would be funny if we did New Zealand before we fucking did like, uh, the Houston South. But or, yeah. <laughs> I want to do it eventually, though. But, yeah, is, I've never been. Is there a – I mean, because I, I know that a lot of, like, it's not – a lot of bands and a lot of, like, and, like podcasts I listen to don't do – or comics don't like to do live shows. And I've always wondered if it's because like how big the state is, the distance between the driving and shit, like, just the, like, you know, the commute, but, like – I've always wondered, like, why people don't come down. Like, can you not sell tickets down here? Like, I, I don't know. I've I don't know. We've never even, like, floated it, honestly. Really? <laughs> like, we, <laughs> like every time we've come up with a tour, we're like, yeah, let's do the Midwest. Or, like, yeah, the East Coast. Or, like, yeah, we're going to every primary state. But then, like, it just never came up. And now it's, like, it's been so long that it's, like, it would be hilarious if we just never did this. Just never like did the this show stuff. ends and we never we never go south of like fucking Baltimore. But <laughs> I, I, I feel like we should do it. Like there are a lot of people down there that listen. It's, I feel like uh, Shane does a lot of shows in the south, or at least he he comes through here fairly often. Gillis, I mean. Yeah. No. I like. I feel like yeah. We would sell out. So we would probably like sell out in Austin and like. I don't really know the geography of Texas. Wherever the other side of the state is, probably Austin's like smack dab in the middle. But yeah, yeah. Houston, Houston, and Austin, maybe San Antonio. Yeah, but it's like so. I know that the one time that so like 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 stopped at a Houston show, and it was one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my fucking life because there was a group of guys sitting next to me that were like repeating jokes, like they were heckling him with bits from the podcast. That's and awesome. He was, he oh was my like, god! Yeah, and he stops. He stops doing stand up, and he's like, "Hey, do you guys think I'm gonna like go back home to New York and tell Nick how funny you were, and we're gonna guys fly like fly you out, and we're all gonna have lunch together?" And it got really quiet, and he was clearly fucking with, with them. But one guy next to me, who was a part of the group, I saw a little glint in his eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like for a moment, he thought maybe he was. And of course, I was like, "No, motherfucker! Like, that's never gonna happen." But it, it got me thinking. Like, is there like a like? Is there just like you're not like? Is there just places you're not willing to go because of the trek and like you already have to deal with the annoying people like being like a parasocial famous person Twitter podcaster like you just don't want to? I don't know. I no that doesn't. After London, like I'll go anywhere. I'll even like go to. <laughs> I'll even go to like Montreal. I don't care. Like it... I'll even deal with like French Canadians. It's just like. <laughs> We it's usually when we don't go somewhere it's like logistic like we did a uh, West Coast tour and we could have gone to uh, we could have crossed over to Canada and done a show there but it was just yeah. like you need like a visa and all this shit to do that and mm-hmm. it was just too short notice but no mm-hmm. like I want to do all that shit like at this point I miss doing it so much like yeah, I, I, I I I miss like everyone feeling like shit for like three weeks <laughs> like yeah. it being fun somehow. I uh, I I would love to get to the like I said like like with bands like I've done Texas stuff but I would love if like if we were able to do it with the podcast I've I've often wondered like first of all how you know you grow an audience of that size like how the fuck would that happen but B like me I don't, I don't know how Thomas you and I like like how would we like if we like going to Little Rock like going to just going yeah. to Dallas we should do just, like we should do like a- Abilene yeah. <laughs> We're doing like, uh, walks at Hatchie oh, today. Uh, we're in for Paris, all three Texas. Of you guys that, that bought tickets. Um, yeah, the tickets were five thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. By the way, uh, yeah. 
I, I I I don't know. I was just like I've always been curious, like like with with different uh, different people, like what yeah. is it a logistic thing? But like now that I'm thinking about doing it with my band, like a nationwide thing, I'm excited, but I'm also like. I don't know, man. I wish this would have happened to you like when I was younger, but also maybe it doesn't matter because I haven't done it yet, you know? I don't know. Uh, That's how I am with learning how to rollerblade. Dude, please get good at, like, (laughs) disco rollerblading. Please do it. I will Dude, I don't have the ankles for it. It doesn't matter. You got the haunches, dude. You can power through. I've got little... little, old lady ankles and then like the legs of just a Clydesdale. You've got to suffer for art so we can wear Daisy Dukes and we can wear crop tops and we can do the duo. Dude, if we wear disco crop tops, it's going to look bad. Oh, it's yeah. going to look <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be rough, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, I... We're not, you could, we're not like, twinkish if you got, enough. If you got really good at it, you could do it with Jacques. You could do like a singing derangements Pendejo time crossover rollerblading <laughs> thing. Yeah. Wait, wait, who's a uh, who's seeking? It's Ben and and Palma and uh, and Jock, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be very cool. Uh, <laughs> that would be <laughs> worth like the two years of rollerblading training. <laughs> maybe we could do synchronized swimming. Like maybe rollerblading's too hard, and we all do like. I, I uh, get scared Abba. when I'm underwater. I lose focus. <laughs> but I can stay under there a long time. Suit. How long? Maybe, um, come on, spit it out. I would say in the minute range. That's not very long at all, dude. Okay. I'm saying it in the range (laughs) in that if I come on here and say, oh, three minutes, that's going to be a lie. I think, and I don't know if it's, I feel like two would be lying. I don't think I can. I think I don't think I can do two minutes. Three minutes is definitely a lie. I feel like two Three. is like if you're like an elite athlete. I, th- I want to say like a minute and thirty seconds, maybe oh, to forty-five. Man, right. But two minutes, yeah. I don't think I can get there. You can't hold your breath for like fifty. One time, seconds, you guys ever hold your breath till you pass it out? Yeah, uh, it's called whippets. You no. ever done whippets? No. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, but one time in middle school, I uh, was doing this uh, holding your breath contest with a couple friends. In art class, and uh, me, I don't, I don't like losing, and so yeah. I, uh, I don't know how long I held it, but I got to the point where I had to keep the blood, like I had to flex my neck because you were doing like fighter pilot hooking to like not pass out. Yeah, <laughs> like I had the the full vein, like the yeah. Y going down. Anyway, so I full on pass out and smash my head against the corner of a table, and then I wake up and immediately start denying that I passed out. But Classic. I like was like seizing up apparently, and then there was like a rumor around the whole school that I like faked a seizure in art class. <laughs> and you I, had a real one. It, well, I don't remember that happening, so I'd still uh-huh. deny it to this day because that sounds uh-huh. like some like a female trait, you know. But uh, I had a friend of mine. We were passing around the whippet canister, and he. Uh, he took too many and quite legit he was standing we were on my porch yeah and he's standing and he's like so yeah man like i called into work already so i don't even and he stops talking and he locks up because he like took a big one in the middle of a sentence and he locks up seizes out pisses himself just a little bit though like he like he was unconscious enough but stopped his piss 
and then comes to and he's like yeah so i called in and like they're mad i I called in and we were like all concerned we're like hey did you just have a seizure and he goes no and he's like on the ground though like he's on the ground in like a clearly uncomfortable position (laughs) we were like you just had a seizure man i was like you should probably stop doing whippets and he was like why would i stop doing whippets it's my day off and i was like you just told me you called in so it's not your day off you're supposed to be at work and he's like yeah, but I didn't have a seizure though. <laughs> it's like I was like, dude, come, we all saw you do it. Well, somebody has a Snapchat video of it. And he's like, yeah. Anyway, we bring it up now. Five years later, we show him the video. He's like, yeah, I don't know why. Like, that's not real. <laughs> like, what do you mean it's not real? Like, we didn't CGI you losing consciousness from nitrous oxide gas. <clears throat> Guys can't have seizures. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they. We can. just I'm... we just start doing the the stanky leg sometimes. Yeah. No, yeah, seizures are for that's like mostly a girl thing. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of it's like migraines or like getting like sad. You know when girls like go to the bathroom together when you're at like a bar or a mm-hmm. restaurant, mm-hmm. they're going to the bathroom together to have seizures. <laughs> <laughs> they love doing. Makes them feel good. Uh, <laughs> I've been like uh, like out with my girlfriend's friends like was like before COVID and like. They're like, yeah, we're, I'm gonna, she's like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, and they like all seven of them. I'm the only guy. They get up and go, and you're, I'm just left there with like nine vodka sodas, and like, and, I, and I'm sitting there, and they're in there for like 20, 15 minutes, and you're like, I'm just a guy right now. If somebody comes outside to smoke a cigarette, I'm a guy at a table with nine half full drinks, and they're cold. They're not watered down, so it just looks like I'm having the worst possible day that a man can have and it's like no i i have friends i promise me i promise you i I have friends they're just not here in this moment there should be like when girls do that like if you're in a girl heavy group they should like give you like an adult version of the kids menu with like games and stuff on it (laughs) yeah uh, yeah yeah okay uh yeah um with or, like the like like you so, oh so what are we talking about here? Are we talking actual like little mazes or just like drinks and like like little fun? Oh, like mate, like mazes, like find the words, but the words would be bigger because like you're not a kid anymore. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and the maze would be considerably more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Something a very a very smart rat would be able to solve. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like an enrichment tool. Yeah. Yeah, you should be able to, like, a li- there should be, like, a light you can put on your table for it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's a pink light. Yeah. <laughs> they have a, uh, like, a, oh, man. Now I want to open a bar that's just in the cigarette machine from, like, the 80s. It's just camel number nines. They have the maze tool. They have the pink light at the table. And then, like, if you're a guy with a big group, you get to order... I guess what's what I would just call the jug, and it's like a hundred and fifteen ounce stein, and you can put whatever you want to in there. That Liquor, would be great. Yeah, and it's seven bucks. I think <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. yeah. You I can think, get uh, like any combination of beer and soda that you yeah, wanted. Yeah, you could do a full suicide. You could do a real one if you wanted to. What if they they at the beginning of the night they gave you a, a gun, but it was empty, and if you drank like five of those, they'd give you one bullet at the end of the night. <laughs> Uh, they, yeah, you make a deal with a bartender. It's 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 called the Texas Challenge. So what it is is that if you drink twenty four beers, you get one bullet for the Beretta nine mil. But only if you're in a group of eight or more yeah. women. If you drink, I think if you if you, if you can take down 20, thirty drinks, 
30 yeah. drinks in a night, you should be allowed to kill yourself in there. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Every, every drink or beer after 30 is one more bullet. So 30 is just the catch-all. And if you want to do a fucking Chris Benoit-type situation at that Buffalo Wild Wings, you can make that call if you want. Because you've, you've earned your keep. You've got your picture on the Wall of Fame. And that's the thing, too. That's like, if this was the only way to get bullets, then like it would give people an adequate warning. To like mm-hmm. leave a place before a mass shooting, yeah, it'd be yeah. like, oh, he's on beer number thirty-seven. He's planning something. Yeah, he, so he had the one bullet for himself three beers ago, and he got the second one, which could have just been for his wife. But he's on beer thirty-seven, so he's clearly we're talking numbers here. Also, great incentive for the bar to sell drinks and make money. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. If yeah, it was yeah. like if you marketed it towards like schizophrenics, where you yeah. like sort of imply their like hidden messages in the bar. Yeah. And, like, all your enemies are there. Yeah. The thing it's is, like, yeah. Like, Greg Abbott would actually support this. If you put it into legislation, he'd be like, why didn't he would I consider think this? Yeah. And you wouldn't even have to give him lobbying money. He would be like, yeah, I'm down. Like, let's try it. Felix, did you ever work, um, like, at bars ever before you, like, like, like any side job? Or like, are you in college or anything? Yeah, no. When I was in college, I was a bouncer at a bar. Same. So, like. There were, uh, I, I don't know if this is the same way, like, in New York. I, I'm sure that it fucking is. But, like, I would go to a new bar to, like, work the floor or, like, work door or bounce or whatever. And I would see a dress code on the door. And it would be, like, no Jordans. No yeah. rags, No jerseys. No sagging shorts. And, like, I remember like, going up to one of the managers and I was like, hey, um, what's with the, is that, like, a is dress, what's with the dress code? And he was like. Yeah, we just, like, if you're wearing that, you can't come in here. And I was like, oh, so you can't say what you need and want to say that you, like, you feel you need to. But it's like, it was a frat bar. No one was, like, it was, like, a, yeah. a bar specifically and exclusively for, like, UT, like, rich daddy's money, like, fraternity guys. And they were the ones that caused all the problems. I would have absolutely welcomed a guy in a FUBU jersey. <laughs> yeah. <Air> Force yeah. Ones. <laughs> there was a bar, like... Uh, a few blocks away from ours that did have a dress code like that, like a just like just openly like racist like yeah. that. Yeah, they just don't. And, you, they don't want you to go there with your uncles. Yeah, <laughs> anti uncle policy, <laughs> anti janitor policy. They like, uh, but we didn't have that, and like it was sort of it was weird. There was like a B tier law school near that bar, and uh, Which there were also a ton, it was like. I forget what it was called. It was like we were like practically on the campus of that law school, but like we also we were near a bunch of other schools. We were near like McAllister and St. Thomas, like all okay. these Minnesota schools. And yeah, like most of the problems were caused by like I would say like half of all the people I kicked out were like people from North Dakota who worked on the rigs. Shit. And like just can't yeah. were like, yeah, all right, we're going to St. Paul to party, which is like awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. And like, I remember, yeah, like, it was that or just like, you know, shitheads who like washed out of college wrestling and then just like get drunk every night. Want to shoot double eggs on anybody within a 10 foot radius. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We like, yeah, I remember there there were these like, just like two like North Dakota like loser dudes I threw out. One of them like bit me, but like, I like, I like sort of like, I had him in like a like a Schultz headlock kind of yeah without like choking him, but I was like throwing him out, and when I got him out, his friend was just like standing behind behind me yelling at me. 
while like, he's doing this. Like not doing like when anything. fucking Mo throws out, <laughs> Mo throws uh, throws about the bar, and then like he just appears by uh, yeah, fucking appears behind him, yeah. And but when I got them out, they were like, "Oh, you fucked up. We know where you work now." And it's like, "What are you gonna do? Just come here again?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, they didn't yeah, even yeah. come. They didn't even fucking come there again. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the, in in five years, if you still work here, and you better not be, but I'll be back, and I'll have two more friends with me. So uh, I got laid off the rig because a reduction of force to everybody. So what's happening is when I come back around these parts. Seven to eight years from now, when they open up a shale joint, me and you are going to have words. I will be 45 <laughs> years old, and one of my knees will be bad. But you think on what you just – dude, I would go out with some of those guys. So, like, we would – when I Yeah, I bet you a, would. Yeah, dude, I'm sick and fucking <laughs> tired of you. <laughs> this fucking You've been waiting the whole, dude. like, 50 minutes for that. Just like, to fuck me. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. Yeah, you saw, it in the, you saw it in the script. You guys have a master doc for every episode. It's all scripted. Yeah, yeah no, it's like, well, we, we thought about just shooting the shit, but it's like, dude, that's – man, too many podcasts do that, and they've already found success. It's no longer a niche market, so – I have a big Google doc called Thomas's Roasts, and then he has one called Jake's Stupid Stories, and we just merge them <laughs> yeah. together. I'm only one scripted just... to, to speak every 15 minutes usually. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I break protocol, but most of the time I just look at my phone. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we would we would work like – we were contracted to work like uh, five days a week, like 10-hour days, but there's no like unions in Texas at all. And if you're in one, it's like you're there by name only and like good luck finding work outside of like that union or whatever so a union shop so anyway we would work 13 14 fucking days in a row straight like 12 hour days and i would be too tired but i would go out for a couple beers but these guys would be like like the next day would be like what's good like a fatigue day so like you would get like that sunday to like rest or that thursday or whatever and you're back at the fucking plant and they would be like we're gonna stay out and all 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 wait night we're going back to my house we're going to party, and then all day through Sunday, and then we're going to go to work Monday at 4 in the morning. And I was like, yeah, you guys have fun with that. I'm going to drink half a 40, smoke one hit of weed, have a panic attack, jack off, and go to bed for 17 <laughs> hours. Like, Man, like, it's so it's so awesome when you power through the like too high panic attack and are able to jack off. Oh, it's dude, like, uh, yes. this is why I did it in the yeah, first place. Exactly. <laughs> it, it reminds me of being like when I first smoked weed when I was a teenager, and like there was no panic because I hadn't had like – it you don't just, have any thoughts. Yeah, you did. Yeah, no. There's just it's nothing. And then like now I smoke weed. Like I have one hit of weed, and I'm like, all right. There's an eighty percent chance I'm gonna go insane and feel terrible for three hours. But there's a twenty percent chance that I'm gonna watch Idiocracy and Beavis and Butthead Do America in that order three times each, and then jack off and go to bed and sleep so soundly. And it's a fucking. The house usually wins. Nine times out of ten, I sit in, on the couch and freak the fuck out for like two hours. I have I have an amazing thing to tell you. Yes, go ahead. So I I I um I was turned on to this thing by my guy at my uh, local vape shop. Yeah, and it's this. There's a CBD that's just like weak weed. Delta eight. Like, yeah, dude. Dude, I've been smoking it. It's. It, perfect it's perfect it's it feels like reggie in 2011 that... dude it's it, like it's so good yeah. like it's the exact it's exactly where i want to be exactly no i know what you're talking about dude but I, my concern is the following is is that i was a teenager when around k2 dropped and this and the spiel the pitch was basically the same oh it's just kind of weed but 
the chemical was altered and then you spray it on a bunch of herbs you get high this is actually weed but i'm like am i smoking like just k2 chemicals like a stock somebody sprayed on some cbd like what am i you know i don't know i still smoke it but i am yeah <laughs> i'm a little concerned as to what it actually is i'm sure it's I, fine I, i'm trying not to think about that and it's like if it is like killing me it's like <laughs> i mean there's really only like four more years i could be doing what i'm doing until it's like embarrassing yeah uh like to be in like yeah my early to mid 30s uh being me and it's like well solve that problem yeah what are you 27 Took care of that 28 no i'm i'm 30 oh okay yeah, so it's Thomas has a great benefit of being 21 and me being 27. So he's got three to five years with me, and then he'll be 24, 26. He could he could find another guy, you know. He could yeah, find no, <laughs> he has multiple phases of this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I it helps like, that yeah. people already think I'm like 35 a lot of the time. So yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I get that respect without really earning it, and so yeah. you know. Grown man respect the nod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to. I like. I do smoke Delta Eight. Don't get me wrong. The edibles don't do anything for me. I will say. I, I have nothing. not tried those. They I just, do nothing. I've never had a good experience with edibles ever. I'm too cocky, dude. I do the thing that newbies do. Even though I was at, like, in every point of my life since I was a teenager, I was no newbie to weed. I would be like, these edibles suck. You made these, and the guy would be like, yeah, don't eat a second one, man. Have patience, but I'm like a microwave mentality kind of guy. I need it then and now. So I would eat a second one, and then 30 more minutes would go by, and I'd be like, dude, this sucks. I'm barely high. And I would eat like two more, and I would get munchies from the first one and just eat a fifth one. <laughs> and then two hours in, my friends are like, hey, we're going downtown. We're going to go to 6th Street. And I'm like, I am going to go to church like in three hours. Like when the sun comes up this Sunday, I will be at Mass I'm going to be – I'm, I'm not Catholic, but I'm going to Mass, and then I'm going to the 11 a.m. Southern Baptist service, which is the, my people, and then I'm going to the evening service. I'm never doing drugs again, and of course, you know, that's never true. But, like, I just I, – that's every, – every edible experience I've had has been that one. I get too cocky, and, I, and I, don't, I don't wait for time to pass. I'm too impatient. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just drink, like, 10 glasses of water in 30 minutes, and then I'll, like, go out on the freeway hit like 110 and just close my eyes for a while yeah it's a similar <laughs> rush you piss yourself dude <laughs> that's a yes. what i dude i'm literally looking at i don't know if this is the gatorade i grabbed this morning or the one that's been here for like two months but i'm gonna take a sip you, you drank a powerade that you said had been there for three episodes like two weeks ago you're like uh, was that bad that was a bad one <laughs> That's got a kick to it, let me tell you. Now, it'll it'll ride. It'll be all right. Um, God damn. Uh, so, la- so, so last time I was in New York, um, it was like this really like – y'all had a – it was 2019. It was like one degree outside. I was 265 pounds and really, really fat and on a ton of drugs. And uh, I, I just thought of this. We were talking about weed, but I was on the subway, and I come out of the subway, and into the biting cold wind chill was like negative one or something. My roommate's next to me, and he was sober at that point for like a year, and he goes, hey, man, are you sweating? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And I, like, I, I just did one of the hand across the brow, and I was pouring sweat, and he was like, dude, um, so I dropped my water on the ground waiting for this cab. 
And in, in two minutes, it froze to slush. So you're sweating. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of hot right now. And he's like, it's not possible <laughs> for you to be. And he was like, it was like every time before that, my friends tell me that I was fat. I was like, dude, I put on a little bit of weight. And they're like, no. And I'm like, fuck you, man. It's just a little bit. And it was that moment. I was like, I am pouring sweat, heaving and hoeing, just standing. In the biting winter cold in New York City, it's one degree outside. And that's I, a, that's like the thing that sucks about getting fat, like that you get really hot. You just run. Like hot, if it dude. wasn't for that, I wouldn't care. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like. I would just like get really fat. But like the fact that you're hot all the time, like I'm already like running. I run hot. Yeah, I run higher hot. temperature than normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If I gained like fifty pounds, I would just be soaked all the time, and it's like. They should change that. Yeah. There should be a pill you could take. I guess it's blood thinners. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I like I remember going to my doctor at the time, and he was like – and I'm the type of guy, even when I had health insurance, like, it was still expensive, and I would only go once every two years. And it was the same doctor I had been seeing since I was, like, 19, and he was like, how old are you now? And I was like, I'm 20, 24. And he was like, all right, so you came in here at 22, and you were 185. What do you weigh now? And I was like, 265. And he was like, nice. Um, so, like, you drinking? And I'm like, yeah, I black out every night. And he's like, drugs? And I'm like, I do a gram of cocaine every two days. He's a like, grandma? You did a gram every two fucking days? I was pretty bad there for a minute, yeah. God was, damn. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, That's so I, much. Uh, well, I was like. My friends were casual college users, and I was like, yeah, man, college is cool. And I would just mow down an eight ball in like an hour and a half, and they were like, yeah, you're built different than we are, buddy. We're just we're just going to see fucking Flume and like washed out and like taking a little key bump. It's like – but anyway, like I, he was like, you know, have you ever thought about like losing weight or getting healthier or quitting drugs? And I was like, not once, man, have I. <laughs> this was like two years ago now, but like – and I haven't done anything like that in a long time, but like it was funny – the, the point I brought up is like I re- that's when I realized I was fat is, is that I was in dangerous temperatures like you can't stay out too long even in a coat and hand stuff if you're not used to this and you will get sick and I was yeah. pouring sweat <laughs> I was pouring sweat dude yeah I like yeah man I remember like I was like a fat child like yeah after I turned like I, I after I turned like yeah 13 or so i was like a pretty fat child and like i remember once like being in a car with my friends it was one of their birthdays yeah and like it was just like i'd say like yeah like march in chicago so like not warm but not necessarily like super cold Mm -hmm. and my window on the minivan was the only one that was fogged up (laughs) like the one i was right next to (laughs) yeah it was awful (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I like I've been dating my my current girlfriend now for like 2 years and when we got together I had lost like 25 pounds. I got down to like, you know, like 240, 235. And we would be uh like in bed together and she yeah. would be like and <laughs> <laughs> she would be like not fucking dude, just lay fucking god. <laughs> Gross. Tom, Thomas only fucks guys, so he's just disgusting. I'm about to start like crying. <laughs> <laughs> And so she would be like, I have to go, like, I'm going to go sleep, like, like, on the couch. Or, like, I'm going to watch TV. 
I'd be like, why? And she's like, because being near you is like being near a fucking radiator. Like, it's like you. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I'm sweating. It's fucking cold in my apartment. And like you, and I was like, dude, you guys are making me feel bad. You're saying that I sweat and I run hot when it's cold. And they're like, yeah, because probably your blood pressure is like 300 over 250, dude. Like, you just need to stop eating calzones and drinking like three bad dogs a day. Just, just tamper it down to one and half a calzone. But, uh, now I'm, I, you know, me and Thomas, we're, I, we're fitness enthusiasts, so. Yeah, I, uh, we're, we're moving into the industry, I guess you could say. Yeah. In terms of fitness influencers. Um, well, you're moving into the child selling industry, you were telling me. Yeah, well, that's more profitable. You gotta do something yeah, to actually pay your bills. fallback plan, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, but, um, you know, selling pre-workout and stuff is also good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, pre-workout is good for you. Most people... Won't agree with that, but you look at most people who do pre-workout, you know, probably easily 30% of them are in good shape. Mm-hmm. They're all Marines. They're all, like, yeah. tier one guys. Yeah. The, th- the thing where, like, I drink Mr. Hyde and I have to, like, sit down because there's a pain, <laughs> like, a, yeah. a pain in my side five yeah. minutes before I can work out yeah. is, like, that's toxins leaving. The, they, like, leave yeah. you through your liver. It's, it's like grief. burning sage kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I love, dude, I go absolutely nuts because like I'll buy, I've been buying the same pre-workout for like a long time and, but like when I, I'll click on an ad that I'll get and the way Instagram works is that's the ads you're going to get now. Dude, the ones that are like insane fucking felon murderer rapist powder for fucking <laughs> psychopaths, like, and it's like a clip of a guy who's just like clearly on trend and Winstraw at the same time and he's just got delts like fucking like. They were glued on him, and he's like, if you want to get a fucking intense Guantanamo Bay black site workout, you'll pay $80 for this Starburst-flavored amphetamine salt that I kind of got past the <laughs> FDA, but not really. And I... Those... I- yeah, I love those. Yeah, the yeah, where it's just yeah, it's just called like home invasion. Yeah. <laughs> it just like fucking hurts you. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Uh, yeah, Chris Benoit. And it's like a clown smoking <laughs> a cigarette, and you're like, oh man, like it, you're like, how much is this? Eighty five bucks? Yeah, I really, I've been feeling lazy at the gym lately. I'll spend eighty five dollars on this. I like, I, I like, didn't used to do it. When I was, like, 22 and going to the gym, I would just, like, drink coffee and take, like, the BCAAs I always yeah. took. And now it's, like, I need it. Yeah. And I, like, I feel like I don't just need it to work out. I feel like if I, like, even if I won't go to the gym, I should drink it three times a week at least or my body will start dying. <laughs> like, I'm going to need to take it for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like omega fatty acids kind of in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it teaches your body how to uh, cleanse itself of mm-hmm. things like, you know, carbons, you know, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, contaminants um, mm-hmm. and just bad energy, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, people don't think about how much Total War uh, Relapse Edition can, can do for your mental health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like that's how you know your body is doing well is when it just it just like there's just like a brown wet streak that you shit into the toilet and it somehow gets on the entire back of the bowl, like going up the towards lid. the rim. Yeah, that's just so, it's so fucked up when I drink pre workout and I do that because yeah. it's like 
what were the physics of that? <laughs> it it shouldn't be possible so by hard. like basic rules of the universe that like <laughs> yeah. I have poop on the rim where my ass crack starts. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, oh man, dude, I fucking, uh, <laughs> um, I was at the gym and it was like sparring day and it was it was like two weeks before lockdown and I, I was thinking I was like that shit's not even real. Fuck you, I'm there. And I took my pre-workout, and I like, dude, I can't. I'm such a fiend for nicotine that I will rip my. I would rip my jaw. I was jeweling at the time. I ripped my jewel like five times before I go do heavy sparring because I'm, you know. And yeah. the pre-workout hits, and like three big dragon cloud nicotine hit hits my lower intestine at the same time. And I hear like the coach is like, if you're in the bathroom wrapping your hands or putting your shin pads on or whatever the fuck you're doing, change it. Come out now, like we're doing a shit. Like hurry the fuck up. And I just got poop in my stomach like that moment. Oh, no. So I'm like – I'm like, and he's not strict, but he's not like – if you're if you in the bathroom for 15 minutes, like he won't let you – like like if you're – he's like, what the fuck, man? Like are you eating like shit? Like whatever. So I like just closed my eyes and flexed my quads and just ah! – <laughs> like I just tried to like <laughs> just, just at the same time and, and like all at once. And I was successful, but like I got up and like – there was a the same way you're compelled to look at a car crash in the freeway that you know is fatal. <laughs> like, yeah, I, tur- I, I was just going to do a behind the back. I don't want to see this handle crank and walk away and then just hit myself a couple times. Ready. We're good to go. I turned around and it was like the color of the pre. It was like a sickly blue and like, <laughs> and like brown mud. And, and I was like, geez, I was like. I was like, wow, I feel great in the sense that I can definitely go more rounds, but I don't feel great in that that should not happen to a human man's body that's like – Yeah. <laughs> that's good, that's in shape – or that's getting – or trying to get in shape at least. <laughs> the, the worst is like – like the ones where it's like the fact that you know it was burning because it's like burning your asshole. Yeah. You residually feel your stomach burning. Your body is realizing like, oh, that was like in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have IBS, so almost all of them are that way. But I also love spicy food. I'm God's fucking tier one operator, dude. Like, I love hot. I love it too. Yeah, but I, I'm, I have a fucking, I have a coward stomach. So I think I'll IBS is is also fe- female women trait. exclusive. Well, you know, I'm in touch with my feminine side, so maybe you should just like try a little harder. Yeah, well, I'm in touch with it too. With <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, um, I like, I started like, I gained like 35 pounds at the start of quarantine last year. And I like, I had one of those times where it's just like, you're fat for like several months and don't realize it because yes. it's just like, you're not seeing anyone. But I just like saw my face on zoom one day and it was like three times the width that it like normally is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember it in my mind. So I was, I was like, oh yeah, I got really fat. And I like, yeah, I weighed myself and it was like 250. I was like, well, well, we got a project. I'm not going anywhere. What do you so walk around usually, at usually? I'm like usually like 220, 215. Oh, okay. I'm like way heavier than people think. I'm very dense. Are you like, well, how tall are you? I'm 6'1". Oh, okay, okay. So we're all like roughly the same height, yeah. Um, yeah. It would be I'm funny like, if you were like 5'6", 230. Somehow had that build. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you, the way you started yeah, that sentence, I thought you were like going to say like 5'5". Five, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm 
Tank Abbott. Yeah, I like. I'm gonna start just saying to people who have just a completely regular build. I'm like, what are you like five two, like three twenty? <laughs> They're like, no, dude. Why, why would you say? That? No, you just look like a regular. Like that's just you just kind of seem the, like a regular build. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy back home I hang out with. Uh, uh, it's like a part of the like friend group from high school, and his name's Alex. He's six four. He'll do this thing at part like he started fist fights before. Where he will go up to guys and like they'll, they'll be bullshitting, and somebody inevitably asks how tall he is because he's he's past six three. It's all people can talk about, you know. Yeah, and yeah. He, he goes, oh, I'm, I, he goes, oh, I'm six feet even, and guys who are like six foot, like who are right there, guys like me, they're like, no, dude, you're like six five, and he's like, dude, I don't know who's measuring you, bro, but like you're gotta be like five eight, dog, like max five. <laughs> and, and like they're like, no, they're like, pull out your fucking license right now, bitch. You're six four at least, and he's like, "I ain't pulling out shit for you, fucking manlet ass motherfucker." I'm sorry, you're five nine, and you've been lying your whole life. Like you lie to girls too, and they're like, "Ah!" <laughs> like, 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 no, like they, they, he did it to me, and I was ready, dude. I was like, "I'm six feet, I'm six feet, barefoot." I don't want to hear it. Fuck you. And he's like, you know, I'm fucking with you. You know, you've seen me do this. And I'm like, I know you're fucking with me, but it ain't funny right now because you're doing it to me. (laughs) (laughs) But like, he like, I've seen like people come to push and shove where he was like, dude, I'm sorry that you've been telling girls on Bumble that you're six foot and you're really 5'10". It's not my fucking problem. You need to cool it. And the guy, like, I'm like, dude, somebody's going to kill you, motherfucker. This is like, <laughs> like, you know, like, like, there are things you don't talk about. Religion, sex, politics, and guys who are actually exactly six feet telling them they're 5'11". Don't fuck around. <laughs> like, that is, like, head kick territory. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um... I, I think I'm, like, actually, like, six and, like, four fifths about that's but it's like that's pretty much yeah, what whatever yeah, yeah, yeah whatever yeah i'm yeah whatever i'm not changing it now i've been saying six one for so long yes yeah and it's like closer to that than it is to six flat i think there's like i mean it's just like guys being dudes but it is funny like like guys who've told me like they're six feet like well, friends of friends like we'll be all hanging out and it's like oh like i'm like yeah i'm like like, guys I spar with, for example, who, like, I'm trying to cut weight so I can compete in July. And, like, oh, 155ers are like, yeah, I'm, like, the only six foot 155er, like, in the southwest region that's competing right now. And I'm like, okay, I'm six foot and I'm barefoot. And you, I, I'm like, you're 5'9". And these are guys that are, like, fight for a living. And they're like, no! I I went to the doctor and they put me on the – like, these are guys that are in their late 20s. They're prime of their life. They don't need to, they don't need to prove anything to a guy who trains really hard for seven months and then rediscovers chicken wings and quits boxing. <laughs> That's how I've been for the last 10 years of my life. They have nothing. They have fucking like nine and two type guys, you know, and they're like, I'm telling you right now that when the that when my doctor gives me my dinosaur lollipop and tells me to get on the fucking <laughs> stool that I'm six feet even. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know, buddy. And they're like, We're, me and you today, motherfucker. I just get my ass whooped. But like, it's just a matter of two <laughs> inches. But it's like people go insane. It's kind of like Thomas, you know, like you're what, five, five and a half on the penis area. But you tell everybody you're. You're, yeah, what if I was? That'd be would very it matter? Funny. Yeah. Would that be a big deal? Because there's probably a lot of people who are around that, and it's not even that big of a deal for them. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I thought I was six foot even for, like, a year. And then I'm, I'm like, 5'11", but it's okay. Um, it's the same thing. It's, like, it doesn't, doesn't... If I was secretly 5'10", and didn't know it, that would be... A, a, 
That would be a game changer. Every time you come over from now on to do video stuff or we hang out when you fall asleep, I'm going to shave like half an inch off your feet calluses from your work boots. And you're just slowly going to become 5'9 over the course of this podcast. Yeah, it's fine because I have like – I mean you've seen me. I have like the build of like a 5'6 dude. <laughs> like I can adjust. It's fine. No, yeah. My legs are like the length of like a like a a short woman's legs. <laughs> And then I have the torso of like a of an NBA player. <laughs> we talked about this last episode. I I got too drunk and like the last so our, our Zoom crashed, and I got too buzzed towards the end. In the last seventeen minutes that we like re-recorded, I was like skimming through, and it was just him and I talking physiques and heights and body fat percentages for like. Yeah, and I mean, I I had just had like a glass of tea. That's just what. That's just yeah, me. Uh, yeah, no, Tom, I, yeah, the things I I like yeah, to talk yeah. about. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what would be crazy is if somebody had long legs and then their stomach was short and they had a long neck and a <laughs> me- medium-sized head and then medium arms too. And people are like, dude, I need to pay like $5 every month. <laughs> um, I, that's kind of my build. I have like, I have, I have a gorilla's exact build. That's why I like them. I'm a, I've, like I said, I, I'm like... At a healthy weight, I'm just long, I'm just lanky as fuck. Like I'm just long. Like when I'm when yeah. I'm 265, no, but like I'm 190 now, and I could still 195, and I could still probably like 170 is the goal, and I would probably be fine at 170. But if I really wanted to cut and be a fucking piece of shit to myself, I could be one of those like Max Holloway types, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm that's just how I kind of am. Like I could. Well, that that's like it's like awesome to do Muay Thai when you're like that. Like it's yeah. Like- I, that's why I have like some success in sparring, and like I want like I. When guys are like five eight and strong as shit, I don't like getting hit by those guys. But it's it's very easy to do Muay Thai or like Dutch style kickboxing when you're like yeah a guy who's like six foot or a little over and like one seventy. Like it's just it, it's kind of your sport. I would never. I hate jujitsu because I suck at it. But like like I jujitsu lo- can be if you get like long and strong. Like if you do like a lot of like clean and jerks and a lot of uh like body weight stuff Mm -hmm. you could like really do well jujitsu like that's i did i was like pretty good at it just because i have really long arms yeah but like it's yeah no did you do gi or no gi i did both yeah nice 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 i've only ever done no gi i just don't like the i never liked the fucking the the gi made me way better at nogi but that's what i, I heard pre- i prefer doing it nogi like yeah, for sure yeah. i was, there was like nogi growing up <laughs> <laughs> what was he like he, we used to go fishing he was a crazy guy how old was he when you were friends with him when you were uh, nine t- um six uh, he was like a- <laughs> <laughs> i really wanted you to be like 58 years old he was a <laughs> japanese man that was the only <laughs> name he gave me he worked uh he was. He worked the railroad. He was an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, he wore man. a name tag that said Nate, but I wasn't supposed to call him that. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> 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 a. Yeah, the lightest I, I've gotten, like as an adult, is like 190, 195. Yeah. Like I'm very like densely packed, and that was. I was doing Muay Thai when I, I was doing Muay Thai like four times. Isn't there a, a guy out, like he? He's like the. There's a dude out there that runs a gym that like I know trains a lot of the podcasters and comics. I think his name's Diego. I don't know. I don't know Diego. I never trained with him, oh, okay. but I did. Uh, 
there's this dude Paul and uh, his brother Quinn. Quinn uh, was a like pretty like had a pretty like good like long MMA career. Okay. And um, they I I trained with them a couple nice. times here, but I like really haven't done it here. I. I, like, fucked up my back uh, early this year, and it mm. turns out I have, like, five, four or five herniated discs. Jesus like, Christ. Yeah. No, but, like, I thought I couldn't lift anymore, but my friend Aaron, I don't, pe- people might follow him, Bertovo, on Twitter. He, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, to- yeah. Yeah, he's brilliant with all this stuff, and he, like, told me about this book, The Gift of Injury, and I've just been, like, I changed a few things, and, like, I can lift again, but I am... I'm, like, definitely afraid to do Muay Thai again. Well, I have a back. If my back's that fucked up, but I really want to. I'm at, I'm that way with jujitsu, where I've torn I've torn and separated my right shoulder so many times, like my AC joint, my rotator cuff, my labrum, where it's like now if I'm not like if somebody dives on it and cranks it, it'll just dislocate, and I can't train for like six weeks, and I can't and I can't afford the surgery, and so like like with anything striking related, like I just I I learned to fight southpaw, and so like yeah, I don't do a lot of work with my right hand. I'll just switch stances from orthodox to throw power with the left or whatever. But like, uh, <clears throat> people I'll spar with or or like, why don't you ever throw your right hand? And I'm like, because it barely works. Like it'll just slip out. Like <laughs> I'll throw a hook and it'll go click, and then I'm like, I can't fight for like five weeks. I can't lift. I can't do anything. Uh, and that happened years and years ago. And I remember when I went to talk to a doctor. He was like, the surgery is 50-50. Um, a lot of people come out worse. And then he was like, it's also like very expensive. You have to like, they anchor it to it's your perfect rib- surgery. Yeah, yeah. They, they like anchor it to your rib cage so it doesn't grow all fucked up. And then like, they like weight the anchor so it like doesn't grow. What's, what's happened to me where like I have a, a clear deformity in my shoulder where it like, you can tell it's been separated a bunch of times because the muscles grew all fucked up, but. Um, anyway, you know, that's just a part of being a dude. You get fucked up. You fuck your muscles up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've actually got a part of my spine that I can't feel most of the time. And what the thing about that is it's in the middle of the spine and most people don't think about it, but as long as both ends work, you're usually good. Yeah. You know, um, you just get, you just got to sort of tap it sometimes. You get that, make sure it's all out a bunch. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is, is that a problem? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't like stuff like that, so I just was asking. No, no, I figured, you know, I, <laughs> um, you know, I just didn't know if it was a problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Well, well Felix there just were two. <laughs> Felix, Felix had to go by left. I think well, we, you know. This is the longest one we've ever done, yeah. We're, you know, we're doing good. We're Except good. for the back in the day, remember, we recorded for like five hours straight one time. Did we? Yeah, dude. Yeah. We were just, like, practicing. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were doing it on a Zoom call, and we were, like, trying to get past the, like, hey, do you like soda? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, yeah. we were just trying to get, like, the basics down, and then no, it ended up being, like, a, a good episode, but it was, like... We didn't want to pump it. It was, like, five hours straight. Yeah, just, yeah. I, it, was, it was, like, that, uh... There's that one, like, Rizza freestyle that was, like, four hours... He used to freestyle for like four or five hours straight. Who's this, RZA? Yeah, from Wu-Tang. Oh, my goodness. That's... Who was the... Oh, I'm thinking... Of... I keep thinking of Bo Steff, who was the actor. He was in that... He was in a couple movies with Clive Owen and Jennifer... He was in that one with Clive Owen and Jennifer Aniston called Derailed. It was like a, a, a psychosexual basic instinct ripoff thriller. And all of Maybe. a sudden... 
Go ahead. They they loved making that movie in like 2006. Yeah. Where it's just like, uh, oh, it's a nasty murder fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then a rapper show like most yeah. Def shows up and he's like, we're going to get this bitch. And I was like, why the fuck is most Def here? <laughs> like this is you're talking about the dude from Children of Men and the bitch from Friends, and then one of the greatest rappers that's ever lived is suddenly like, I got a Glock nine. We're gonna like doing gangster shit with like a, a dude from Manchester. Like it's like it's not. <laughs> yeah. I, also, most Def was a funny guy to have as like a hard dude. Yeah. Yeah. He was like. Yeah. He was yeah. like <laughs> his raps are all like about he's found some Egyptian tomb that yeah. he's figured out how to make <laughs> kids playing hopscotch happy or something, and then and then he and then Talib Kweli comes in and he's just like he does his little thing, which sort of tends to vary, but it's tends to be a somewhat predictable pattern. But yeah, he's. Like- He's a he's a funny guy to have as like a hard dude. Like whenever DMX used to be in movies, and he was like a hard dude. It was cradle just to like, the grave. Wait, fuck. It was like what else do we have? Yeah. As you know, that was such he, a dope he was movie. he was like every movie he was in, he was great in. Like in Belly, compare his acting to Nas. Like DMX is like magnetic. Yeah, he's like amazing in Belly. I thought, and it, Nas is so fucking bad. In yeah, that movie. dude. Okay, like, so I think it's just because Gucci played himself, but in Spring Breakers, I was blown away by how good Gucci Mane was. Oh yeah, he was great. Like I like he was hanging in there, and in some cases, I thought better act at acting than like Franco was as that like riff raff rip off. But like he like rolls up on him, and like he's just talking all this like. Heavy shit, and I was like, dude, Gucci Mane is like... And I remember reading... A, a Harmony Corinne gave an interview where he said there was a scene where he was asleep in the movie, but he was actually asleep during filming because he like kept like smoking blunts dipped in promethazine and drinking like lean. And Harmony would be like, Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. And he's like... He would be like, I'm acting good. Like, <laughs> but he, would be like he would be like nodding the fuck off or something like like, like, do- like having respiratory Yeah, just failure. like drinking heroin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like right, but like, I think like right before he went to jail, like. Yeah, he like, yeah, he like, he came out like looking great. He lost like, like he, 90 yeah. pounds. Yeah, he looks amazing. I mean, I honestly like, Lean's obviously terrible. Lean is like. It's so funny because it's like, what if you combined like soda and heroin? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, it's so fucked up for you in so many ways. It's like drink, like, but probably great. I mean, I've, uh, I, I, I've had it. It's pretty fucking cool. But it's it's sick, but it's like expensive, especially especially nowadays. uh, The markets, it's like, uh, it's all all jumbled up because the supply is way down. Yeah, it's hard I, to get nowadays. It's I've never had it. I've never even like ventured to have it because I just figured like that's just something you can't get in New York. Have you is it a- like? Can I like go to Publix and get it? <laughs> no, but <laughs> what you do is what I used to do is I'd get a cold and then I'd let it get really bad and then I'd yeah. get a really bad respiratory infection exactly, and then I'd go yeah. there and demand it mm-hmm. and they would have to give it to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, I can do that. But then it, it would also I was overweight at the time, and it would still take me like five weeks to recover from the respiratory infection. Yeah. <laughs> because I had zero immune system, and so I was at that point. I was like, oh, I actually do like 
have to have this or I'll die. But it, you know, <laughs> that's what you know. That's what like Big Mo and like DJ Paul and all that, all those guys. They, that's the life they lived. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was all about constantly getting respiratory. Failure. It was about getting your pollen allergies bad enough to where eventually <laughs> you could you know ride in your slab and you'd, you'd have it there with you. That I can I can say that like if you've done an opiate like you've 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 experienced it, but there's like a like when I would get it, and I we're talking about a fucking lanky like annoying white kid in college who like did too much coke like. I would do Jolly Rancher, Sprite, Baja Blast, like gummy bears. Like I would do the yeah. whole nine yards because you can't just – I don't know what psychopath or like I guess just full – like probably people who are legitimately addicted to it. Like you just drink it out of the fucking pint. Like, I, oh, I'm from the Midwest. That's – no. <laughs> that's probably – any. I've probably done it and don't recognize it because we're just drinking it straight. Yeah. Because we love – everyone from the Great Lakes enjoys the taste of opiates. <laughs> Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> like of the course. bitter nasal drip, you, like you, tastes you bring good. it out on like a charcuterie board. Yeah, know. yeah, that's like if you're if like the governor is coming to your house for dinner, you have like yeah, you, a board with like oxy eighties and opana and like yeah. different <laughs> extracts for opana dye. I like yeah. I always think about my friend from Indiana who, like, he was so addicted to opanas. That he like he had T-shirts with the residue on it, and he would just suck off like the pill dye. Oh my just to God. get something. We, yeah. would, we would, uh, so what I would do, uh, we were snorting Dilaudid all day and Coke. And Dilaudid was awesome. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't take off more. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was, so what I would do is I had a little, you know, it's bad when you start buying novelty snorting paraphernalia. And, oh my and, God. And I had a, and I had gotten it from a buddy who like had a bunch of them sitting. He like got them off Amazon, but. It was a silver tube, and it had two, like, marble-looking caps at the end, and you would keep your drugs in there, dump them out, and then snort them. But what I learned is is that if you took a straw or, like, a pipe cleaner, residue would build up in the tube, and you could get, a, like, a few good lines out of the tube. But I used it to snort both Dilaudid and Blow. So, oh, like, no. Yeah, so there was a couple nights, more than a couple, if I'm being honest, where I was, like, fiending, and I would dig it out, and I was, like... I always drew the line in the sand at speedballing, but there was a time, several times where I was like, it can't be that bad for you. It seems like it would rock. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> and so like my friends would be like, Jake, that's our line. Like we had a line, like we're not going to speedball. And I was like, look, it's mostly Coke. It's almost all white. And they were like, the Dilaudid we got was white. Dilaudid isn't like brown yeah no they, so, we had, so we did we did get orange ones there for a bit but those are the the strong oh. like six millies oh yeah man, i never had those yeah. i thought that was awesome oh dude it, man. Well, <laughs> well it just it rocked because you could do like one line and still have so many and you'd be like somebody put on ex machina now before i like before my bp <laughs> before, before my bp oh, that, that my was God. our movie dude we would sit and put the mattress in the middle of the floor get the projector going snort a couple fucking pills and watch ex machina like 10 15 times and i tell my girlfriend about this and she's like that sounds terrible and i'm like baby i need you to know something that was probably one of the best eras of my life <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i did i i've i've had it where it's like opiates were a problem for me yeah i was like in my like late teens early 20s like yeah. i had a problem with like basically like opiates and uh like every other downer really yeah, yeah. Uh, like definitely like addicted to him. Mm-hmm. And then when I was older, like I got all my wisdom teeth out 
and I, uh, it was in Minnesota, like, in the winter. Mm-hmm. It gets down to, like, negative 20. Yeah. And so it, like, really fucking hurts if you have a problem with your wisdom teeth yeah. or your molars. And they, I remember the doctor so well. He was just, like, this kindly old, like, Norwegian dope. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. Like, he was like, oh, well, your teeth hurt? You know, oh, well, yeah. that's a shame. And they, like, couldn't take them out for a month. And he was like, well, why don't you take this? And he gave me a script for, like, Oxy forties like Tylenol three into lauded. Jesus like, Christ! Pa- yeah, and I was like, "Oh, I'm fuck. not." And this have... was, yeah, this is like you know, I had like definitely like gotten my life together. I hadn't drinking drinking in a really long time. Yeah, and but it like hurt so much. Like I actually had to do it, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of myself because. I, like, went back to opiates, and I did have to take them for a month. Like, I it, yeah. it was in my last semester of college, and I had this, like, four-and-a-half-hour senior seminar class on foreign policy. Yeah. And I would just take, like, an oxy and just, yeah. like, almost nod out. And it was, it was awesome. Yeah. Dude, it was awesome. Like, I would get fucking ripped. And, like, because my teeth hurt so much and play Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But then when it was – I was out of the pills and, you know, I got my teeth taken care of. I was like, okay, done with that. And yeah. I was like, I was so like, exp- I was already like soft cushioning myself. I was like, well, you know, I go to the gym a lot now. If I get this opiate problem again, I mean, I guess yeah, like, I'm healthier. <laughs> but, but I like, I did it. I just like, I did them for a month and then I was like, fine. So it's like, I wish I could do that every year now. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I, like, yeah. I haven't like done them since then, but I, like, I wish I like that would, they should let me do that. No, I, I it's like Ramadan for white guys. Yeah. The jab at the end. God damn. Thomas with the fucking heat. <laughs> That's the name of the episode, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Well, oh fuck. I uh, I was gonna say something about like yeah, but I, this is just not worth it anymore. Uh, that was fucking funny. God damn it. Um. Well, Felix, thank you for fucking joining us, dude. My I, pleasure. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, my pleasure, boys. They, uh, it was a lot of fucking fun. Um, I don't think we... Uh, <laughs> it's like, maybe there'd be a, 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 a Chapo, Chapo Pendejo uh, crossover crossover world one day if we all find each other at a, oh, in a yeah, guys, somewhere uh, in New York. If you, if you haven't heard it, check out Chapo Trap House. I know that <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're going to get a big boost from this. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this could be what finally helps you take off, Felix. Is this. <laughs> I, I, it would be very funny if like, a guy from this side of Twitter didn't just wasn't it with his like who the fuck is the guy that you guys had on wednesday who the fuck <laughs> like, like it's we all have the same mutuals we're in the same stupid fucking group chats like, like i can't yeah. who the fuck was this guy talking about fucking lifting weights and eating pills and foreign policy fuck that <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck that motherfucker oh shit oh. i feel like now it's like i feel like there are so many people who are like probably like 19 like getting on that it's like that's a distinct possibility. I bet yeah. there are a lot of people who like yeah, like know like Thomas or know like Caleb and like don't know who the fuck I am. Like they've seen me, but they're like, who is like who's that? Yeah, no, I mean yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally buy that. Like, I, 
it, the 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 old the old and new girl whatever the fuck like in the stupidest way to put it like yeah i mean i don't i feel like a lot of our listeners like i don't know what kind of people they are but i don't know if like they seem to kind of people who just probably like podcasts are their chosen form of media you know like it's like they probably just listen Dude, to that's that's me yeah like, i i like my favorite now that i can't do my uh can't or won't just probably think it's a bad idea to do my month of pills. Uh, <laughs> I replaced that feeling by playing Chalice Dungeons and Bloodborne and listening to podcasts. That's bad. And it, it more or less like hits the same part of my brain. I do Kratom and I watch do- I watch Adam Curtis documentaries on Kratom. That's that sounds prob- pretty fun. That's dude. I'm not gonna lie. I just put down uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head and then I started. It's watching- great. I loved it and then. I, I, I started that one on HBO. It's not him. It's uh, Raoul Peck, uh, Exterminate All the Brutes. Um, it's really, really good. It's the history of, like, clo- like colonialism, power, violence stuff. But I've been just eating red vein like candy, and I'm like, oh, here she goes. It starts in the toes. And then I miss five episodes, and I'm like, oh, that's okay. We'll just try again tomorrow. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Thomas, for joining us. Yeah, thank you, thanks, Felix. thanks for having me on, man. My pleasure. Yeah. And uh, fucking probably do this again sometime around the corner later in the future. But uh, peace, yeah, everybody. absolutely. Thank you, guys. Night, night. See ya. Boom.